handle this Kevin Smith person. Yeah, he's saying some real Whoa. crazy shit. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Kill pregnant bitches. Eat your children. Loot a man's home. Kill his children. Rape his wife. Wake up zombies. Excellent. I thought he was like joking, but he's bringing out like <laughs> Bible. Don't ver- I don't know the Bible at all, but he's qu- he's quoting some <laughs> real shit. So I'm like, Revelation. Jesus will destroy us. Is that really what Revelation eleven eighteen says? Do you yeah, know the Bible? Exactly, man. Are you joking? This is from the ground up. The story of me starting my reptile business. YouTube. <laughs> I didn't yeah, realize. we didn't notice that we started it and then people would be waiting for so long. Yeah. But we're here. We just wanted to make sure we were on time and everything was good to go. Yeah, so we opened it up like way, way, way probably before we should have. But Well, it's because almost whatever. every time we wait, there's an issue and something fucks up. But whatever. Yeah, it was fine. So after two weeks... We're back. How was, how was you oh, taking Evan care says, of the snakes? Evan says, what up? By What's the way, up, Evan? Evan? Um, how's me taking care of the snakes? I think everyone who watched the video can tell that it was terrible. Um, yeah. Only feeding wasn't that bad. Well, like, I wasn't going to put it in those words, but I was going to be a little bit nicer about it. But You haven't even seen the videos. I haven't seen so the video, You haven't even watched the videos. So all the time and effort I spent on that shit, and you haven't even watched it. So you can well let's <laughs> let's explain what we did as setups for the hatchlings. Okay, so before Joe left for two weeks, let's bring that back up because clearly people yeah. didn't get that, and some people didn't get that in the video. You were gone for two weeks for the military. Before you left, you said, "Oh yeah," and Evan just said, <laughs> Evan just said you did a good job. Then again, you were begging him for help via Instagram. Did you have message. to tell the world that? Well, I just did. It was <laughs> necessary. Well, I'm just saying. I don't. Okay. What? What are you saying? It wasn't without lots of panic and lots of. Okay. Don't steal the compliment okay, Evan was going. giving me. <laughs> you were just erasing his compliment. Do you want me to explain what you did before you left, or do you want to, babe? All right. So for the <laughs> babies. <laughs> For the for the babies, you set them up. At least I do in Tupperware first. That's gonna snap shut. What do other people do? Either the same thing I do, or they have a like designated baby rack. But I don't have a baby rack that I'm gonna trust with babies as small as baby corn. Snakes. Baby racks in the sense that it's still like a tub you pull out and it's on. It's a, just very small. Like okay, I mean, yeah, it doesn't even it's seem just, worth. It's a, hard to make a slot or a space that's small enough to that be a baby in between won't get the out. tubs. It's just better to have something that you can close tight and not have to worry about. That I know for sure that nothing's going to get out. So that's my only way that I can control that pretty much is having, unless I get like a baby rack that's made specifically for corn snakes. But then they make them so small. It's like you only want your corn snake in there. You know, you'd have to turn them over so quickly. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like I can keep in the Tupperware for maybe like three months or so and then put them up to the rack. And then we're good until like a yearling. Okay. And so that gives me enough transitional time and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't so. know they were going to be there for three months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're probably not going to have them all for three months. But True, because you're going to sell them. But yeah. the ones we're keeping in there will be three months. Yeah. So in the Tupperware, all I'm doing is before their first shed, 
is putting down paper towel, giving it a good spray with a water bottle. Um, what we did for a water bowl is um, the PVC, like little PVC couplings, the, what do you call it, the end caps for the PVC were a little bit too tall. So we had to, I just cut plastic cups into little water bowls. Mm-hmm. And, and I spilled half those water bowls. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you got to have a little water bowl for the little Tupperware and sprayed it down. And then after the first shed, we kept them on paper towel, but we didn't spray it. Um, once they feed once, I'm going to put them onto a sandy chip. Why is it important? Um, okay, so I know, I don't know if I put this in the video, but when I was taking the babies out and putting them in their Tupperware, a lot of times the water bowl spilled or oversprayed or whatever. But yeah. you were saying that it's a, to not worry about if there's too much. Well, there was never standing water, but there was a good ab- amount of water on the side and humidity and everything. Yeah. But you said not to worry about that till after they shed. Yeah, I'm reason? all right with that. I don't want standing water in it to be really wet all the time, but it's not a big deal if they're about to shed. Why? When They'll definitely shed clean in that. Okay. Situation, but I don't want them in standing water for days. Well, it wasn't end. standing water, but it was no, water. no. Yeah. But you know what I mean is I don't want them in there for an extended period of time. So it's all right for you know the three days or so that they're like that. But okay, you but don't want to have them like that all the time. But only when they shed. Just like if you would have a snake who's ready to shed, you may spray the enclosure down because that influences a better shed. Yeah, they'll get a better shed. Okay. So lots of, or not lots, but a good amount of water is okay pre-shed. Yeah. I mean, you don't want them swimming, but Right. I know. You want a damp <laughs> a damp paper towel with maybe some condensation. Okay. Um someone asked how much are you going to be selling your corn snakes for? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm <laughs> shipping cuz I feel like so many people are asking. I'm just going to post them up on the website. Not sure if I'm going to ship them out like just because they're going to be just because they're going to be so cheap that it may not be worth it to send them out. But I mean, if you're in the Dallas area, for sure, it's going to be probably twenty five bucks. More than the Dallas area, Texas. Right. But there's yeah. People, but if I have to ship it out, it's just there's people even up in the north who've been asking. No, I know. OK. But I'm saying what I would have to do is buy a box pay the shipping and by that time it's like a hundred bucks now i feel like when you've bought snakes in the past the buyer pays the shipping yeah which i would do but you also don't pay for the box and stuff like that it's easy to put that cost in when the snakes are much higher of a price so if i'm just selling a 25 dollars snake there's no room for error there you what do you mean? Like you I would just be spending more money to ship them out, even if, if they are paying the real shipping cost. But all you have to do is buy a box? Yes, but you're not. It's an insulated box. Okay, that, how much does that cost? I don't remember exactly. <laughs> Evan says the shipping... But it, it will, will be like, at least if you want, if you need heat packs, cold packs, I mean, you may end up going like <laughs> anywhere from 5 to $10 <laughs> for this, for all the shipping materials, so... The shipping materials and the, the shipping will be $70 for a lot of people don't want to pay $70 shipping on a $25 snake. So, well, I feel like it's a thing you shouldn't say no right off the bat. I'm not shipping. I think it's worth it to say, hey, this is how much shipping is going to cost. If you still want to pay that. OK, but if yeah, not, I mean, I understand. And that's yeah, I'm cool with that. That's what I've told people as far as like, just stay tight. If if you want to, 
I'll be very upfront to where, like, the shipping may be expensive for, you know, the animal. Mm-hmm. It may be more reasonable to sell them locally. But, I mean, if you really want one, I guess. And most sellers, they wait just till after the first feeding and then they're good to go on selling them. It depends. If people are wholesaling, they may not even, they may not even feed wait. them. But they just do it immediately. They may just write out the egg, ship them off, but... For me, I'm going to wait like three to five times feeding. Oh, three so to gonna five times. So I'm going to know for shit. sure that they're ready to go. So then people interested in um, buying yours, they got to wait a little bit. <laughs> three to five times, it's like a month from now, yeah? No, I mean, little babies, you want them to be eating every like three days. I'll probably feed them. Okay. Maybe two to three. And so. when do you start feeding? Um, I'm going to start feeding as soon as <laughs> everyone's <laughs> shift. <laughs> or I mean shed what the <laughs> fuck am I talking about um someone just joined the podcast and asked what it's about um we talk about uh, various different things right now we're talking about shipping babies yeah well we're talking about setting up the hatchlings but we got we got all confused and started talking about shipping things okay but um what the hell were we talking about well we already pretty much talked about setting up the hatchlings you said you put them in the tupperware yeah and you so said- after they all shed right Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to feed them. It seems like there's like a few days in between the first shedders and the last shedders. And they I wonder came why, because they came out. Of like three days, though. So mm. I guess that makes sense. Really, the it was like two the first day, and then I'm on the edge of just the like feeding the ones that shed already, because we're just waiting on like three now out of mm-hmm. twenty that haven't shed. And but I'm are like there ready to feed them? Are there different sizes of pinkies? So, like, is there small pinkies, large pinkies that you feed for the babies? Yeah, I have a bunch of small pinkies. Okay. Which will work for them. And now some of ours came out a lot bigger and some came out a lot smaller. Are you going to do different? They're going to get the same. Okay, even though some came out bigger. None of them are that much bigger. That it makes a difference. That it would make a difference in what I feed them. Okay. But there's definitely size difference. And there's definitely a size difference in these snakes that I hatched in comparison to ones that I have hatched at higher temperatures. So they obviously took forever. What was it? 80 plus days. I think we're at 90 something. I think it was was maybe over 90 where. So therefore, I mean, they were in the eggs forever. So they definitely got more size on them in comparison to the other ones that I may have cooked at like 82 degrees and had them come out in 60 days or something. So I think this way I would probably do them a little bit warmer. We did get a few kinks and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. which is obviously some type of um, problem with in development of the eggs. So that says to me incubating wasn't completely successful. Mm hmm. But it's going to happen in a sample size of 20 plus babies. But still, I want to get better than that. So maybe I should do 80 degrees next time or, you know, or maybe high 70s. So full breakdown, we had 21 eggs. We had 20 that came out alive, one dead. And we had two with kinks. Yeah. And one one was kinked like right at the cloaca, which the spine is kinked and pushes out the hemipenes to where it's like that kink wouldn't have been a big deal. But just the placement has it so that the snake is like constantly prolapsed, which is shitty. And then does that affect its ability to live? 
Um, well, you don't want the hemipenes. It's going to get an infection sooner or later. Okay, just being out it in the air. It has its outside organs. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's kind of shitty. And then also we have another one with a pretty bad tail kink that may not be able to pass and stuff like that. So we it may be better option just to cull that one. You know, those just two Just to what? Cull, which means to like put down. Oh. Or and then coal like a black coal. piece of coal. No, like C U L L. Coal. Coal. Yeah. Anyway, that's. <laughs> what does that mean? So I mean, and then also all the snakes that don't make it or have kings and stuff like that go to the king snake. So mm-hmm. everyone gets fed, Eventually. no matter what. And unfortunately, when you're making babies, that's what happens. There's a byproduct. The yeah. <laughs> But it's I mean, shitty, to get 18 without kinks out of 21, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I, it's I mean, my it first could time, be so I don't know. I've gotten 20 out of 20, you know. Okay. So, you, so you're always striving for 100%. So I do think that we need to incubate a little bit warmer. No, we just did it in the normal temperature in the closet. How would you make it warmer in there for the future? You can't control the temperature right in that closet only. Yeah, I can. Why wouldn't I? Just with a space heater. Oh, so I think what I may do, like we were talking about, is maybe do ambient temperature in the closet. So make like and put all the babies in there, put some other snakes in there that work out at that ambient temperature. I need to talk to some people about because I know there are some people who keep corn snakes at ambient temperatures, which means just heat the room and not the enclosure. So obviously you don't have to use heat tape. You don't have to worry about fires and all the stuff that comes along with heat tape. But the space heater fires can happen. Yes, yes. But what I'm saying is you have more control. Okay. Because you're not soldering your own shit and (laughs) it gets kind of ghetto with heat tape sometimes. So what I want to do is make it so that we don't have to have supplemental heat in there and then we can keep all the babies and Tupperwares there and then also maybe some new snakes that come in in the future or some snakes that do better at that temperature and then we can ultimately incubate in there as well okay um sorry off topic evan asked what kind of uh, green tree you have it's a jaya and a sarong i think uh, <laughs> that means definitely to me. definitely I jaya don't, i don't know what that means to evan but i would have to double check i mean it's in like on my page from back in the day when i first got them from ben what does jaya mean like what to so that's localities so, so Jayapura is going to be, what is it, in, an island in Indonesia. Okay. Is it a look where you're like. So Jayas will have, for the most part, that blue line down, down the dorsal. So okay. it's a all green snake with blue down the dorsal. Okay. And then sarong is what? I don't know. I don't know green <laughs> trees enough. <laughs> you just know yours might be one, but you don't know what it means. Yeah, well, I know, well, Jaya is why I got it, is because I want the blue stripe down the side. Okay. Um, what Evan says choice of words will carry you a long way. I mean, that's not Evan. I thought that was Ryan. That's a different person. <laughs> Sorry, I can't read DS it. balls deep in pythons. That's the person who said earlier they would pay the shipping mm. um, knowing they're getting a quality snake. Uh, the snake community needs to shut down the... Petco's and PetSmart's when it comes to selling snakes. What are your thoughts on that? um, 
It's hard because the the Petco's and PetSmart's is where everyone gets their first experience with all the snakes that we have. So in my opinion, it's kind of like a cost of bringing new people into the hobby is having those snakes out there. I think they should be more choosy on what snakes they ha- they carry. So I would much rather them sell someone a corn snake rather than... Um, Rather than like, like <laughs> you a, a just green tree python. Yeah, know I was trying to read it. I didn't sale. know you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, so I would much rather them have a corn snake there than a green tree python or things that are labeled weird shit. Mm-hmm. No, if, I think if there were better things to replace it, I would... Be, agree with um him that there you should are close some them. decent local but very stores, few but very, very few. few not enough to take on but the the internet's going to kill all brick and mortar businesses see, anyway, I, I don't agree with that when it comes to snakes for first people they need to yeah. be there to feel it you know but i think very the internet few. the more and more people get introduced via like youtube videos via different means on the internet People are going to realize that there are shows that they can go to and there are breeders in their area. There's Facebook groups with all the, you know, local breeders on there and people selling stuff. So you don't have to go to Petco or PetSmart. There's so many other options out there. But I guess I don't think it's very. I mean, if I was a new person who wanted a snake, I wouldn't feel comfortable being like, Hey, random breeder, can I come to your house and touch all your snakes to know <laughs> if I want one? Yeah. So then their only option then is shows, which you could live in a place where they don't happen very often. Even here in Dallas, they're not they're that. They're everywhere, though. They're not that. I mean, unless they happen you know like every about, month here. Okay, in you know about Lone Star, but not every. That's a very small show. Not everyone knows about right, that. Right, but if you go on the Facebook group, then you'll figure it out and you'll talk to some people. Okay, that's. You're having more confidence, I think, in people. They're just a lot of people walk into a pet hotel and they're like, "Oh, there's a snake there. Like, yeah. let me touch it. Let me think about it." That's those people that didn't think about it till they saw it. But you take those people. There's a lot of people out there I think that are like that. Yeah, for sure. And so they're not taking that effort in the beginning to go do the little research to find out about the shows. Right, and then the people who, but. 10% of those people become people who really get into it mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. come to breeders and go into the local groups and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, yeah, there is always going to be that just impulse Why do you keep buyer, at me? The, like 90, <laughs> no the 90% of people and then the other 10% that gets really into it and then wants to breed and then learns more and more about it. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's, if you don't have those avenues, the Petco's and the PetSmart's, then... What do you have? Yeah. Then yeah. How do you get people into it? I mean, they want to see them because those just bring so many people, even if it's just bringing kids in to, like, look at animals randomly. Mm-hmm. It brings so many people in to just have that conversation, even though they obviously get bad information and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. mean eventually everyone's got to figure out the information for themselves. I mean, everyone who's a breeder who keeps multiple snakes, it's because they went under their own, you know, volition to go look up a bunch of shit and learn a bunch of stuff. So, uh, just like anything else, there's plenty of people 
like ill-informed and mm-hmm. novice at this but i mean unfortunately you're working with animals so it's hard i do agree Some that animals it'd be great suffer but it'd be great for there to somehow be a way to enforce better care i mean i don't there is no way to enforce that they but try like, with like they have veterinarians and stuff like that so but those veterinarians i feel like they're like base level i mean i don't i don't truly know but i feel like i mean very... as you've noticed uh, you know you see me take animals to veterinarians um right a lot of them don't know what to do with snakes but yeah um so thomas o'sullivan said saw lots of bad stuff on the people who breed the animals for petco and PetSmart. it's terrible and shocking so i mean you've seen the things um there was like a video about like reptiles by Mac, a lot of sketchy stuff. Oh, I don't know what that is. But I mean, yeah, that's part of it. When you have a bunch of animals, things slip through the cracks. Is he a whole person who sells Sepeco and places like that? Yeah. But you just want to, and I'm not saying that that's a bad place to get your animals, but I don't really know. I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, unfortunately, that's part of the business. If you want, all you can do is support local breeders yourself Mm -hmm. and just like you can't waste your whole life worrying about unfortunately things that you can't control because there's definitely people out there for money and i think even if they weren't in it for money when you get to a certain point when you have a certain number there's no way the value you know there's no way you can give the attention to those 700 that you gave to 70 it's just not humanly possible. Now, there's some people who can keep up a good level. You know, they have a also, line that they're not going to go b- below. Yeah. But the, there's other people who they have 700 and they've been doing it for 10 years. And so they're like, OK, I got this down. I know what I need to do to get them to the next point. And so I'm just going to do that to get them to that next point and not go. There's a there's a point where that extra mile, I think people lose the desire to go that extra mile. Well, I think people also at some point need to get employees. So Mm -hmm. it's the employees aren't as invested as you are in the animals. So, you know, it may take one guy 12 hour days to get everything done and make sure. And he has a personal investment in those animals. Mm -hmm, Because they're his. (laughs) Yeah. And he cared. And it's not just a job for him. It's everything he's got. So it's like, of course, he's going to do a more thorough job than all the other, than a random employee that you're paying $8 an hour. But it's still helpful to have employees. Well, yeah, you don't have a choice, but that's what I'm saying. You're always going to get an amount of slippage just from that, unless you're really strict and then no one wants to work for you anyway, (laughs) or unless you just get really, really quality people, but somehow you got to be able to pay them at the same time. Right. So it's like, if you want to, I don't know. Do they have like seasonal? Do they have seasonal snake employees? Is that a thing? I'm sure. I mean, that makes sense, right? If you're breeding on a schedule, you're gonna have a lull of maybe like four or five months where like not much is going. But if you're big, you may you may always be selling snakes, and so I don't know. I guess there is a lull, but. Sorry, I'm laughing at your voice crack. I I don't know why it fucking does that (laughs) every time we do this show. 
it happens even after two weeks of being for me it's like i can't worry about all the what ifs about everything i just want to do the best i can with what i have yeah that's all you can really do because no one else i mean you can't control anyone else and like you can't, you can't let it but you can't no baby stuff. you can't live that way you can't just say oh well it happened you i think it's the way to change that is to join together to change the problem you can't just say oh well it happens no i think you have to yeah, hold people but, accountable for bad shit they're doing right but but no one no one can go to petco and hold them accountable no really. but for wholesale breeders you can hold them accountable yeah to but somewhat. even them are kind of like yeah they're kind of out of it i think that comes back to it we, we've talked about in previous podcasts um um like a i don't know system or a group of people who is in control kind of over snake breeders you know we've talked about u.s arc that's not really their intention you know they're kind yeah. of fighting the rest of the world's laws put upon snake breeders but i think you need an abiding body to control the snake breeder world because i think you know what right now that body is facebook that body right now is calling out breeders on facebook and i don't think that's always the right way to do it but not the big none of the biggest breeders are on facebook because they don't have time for that shit and they're on a wholesale level so they're not going to these they're not they don't selling care about individual people. Yeah. Okay. They're just worried about business to business. So it's But there's not people going are the still same. shitting on them on Facebook is what I'm saying. Even if they're not on Facebook, people the stuff you saw about whatever Mac guy, where did you see that? What guy? The rep you said reptile Mac was that what oh, you said? Oh yeah. I mean that was a big like fucking PETA thing or something. Oh. But then that's also the main body who's going after us arcs so it's like you can't support you can't put down reptiles by mac and support PETA, and it's just things are too Peta intertwined peter goes too far for me yeah so that's why it's hard because who do you well that's why i think there needs to be some other right but it's up to a new generation of breeders so whoever's going to be replacing these guys Mm-hmm. You just need to do it better and somehow outcompete them. But who's trying to outcompete them at that giant mass wholesale? No level? one's there yet. None yeah. of the new young people. And then, are there. and then, can you make profit doing that? Trying to outcompete the wholesalers? Not now. While doing it right, right? You not, won't be making not, as much won't. money. <laughs> so you won't be able to keep afloat. You won't. Right. You won't be able so. to survive. They're going to continue to because they're control doing things it. cheaply and they're. So that's probably how it got. So it gets to that point. You're like, I can't survive doing this without cutting corners somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said they got their rep- <laughs> their Mexican black king snake from it toes by Mac. And I mean, I've gotten a snake from there. I mean, it's not. That's okay. what I said. I never. I had a personal good experience with them, but I don't know. You've seen you a lot of bad you stuff. You can just YouTube the video and see what you think, but. I don't. It's not a surprise to me because I know the cost of having that many animals and all that stuff. What you do you mean? No shit happens at that level. Do you have a number you never want to get over? No, no, because I've never, I never had experience that. You know, I can't say 
Because people say it's the same thing to take care of a thousand snakes as it is a hundred. So after you get to some point, it just kind of. It's all kind of the same work. <laughs> just matter how much time you can devote to it. Just laughing at your friends on yeah. <laughs> Instagram commenting. Um, I Is it really a hundred and a thousand? That seems like a very big difference. Yeah, yeah. How but <laughs> what they're saying is once you're systematized and everything like that. It's just same it's routine. same old shit. Over yeah. and over, just doing over it more times. Again. Yeah. So maybe a hundred's the number. I would love for us not to have more than like three hundred. Well, snakes. I mean, I would like. It's also how much uh, the mixture between money, time, and everything. You, you just gotta think. You gotta do it, and then also you can't tell for sure. I have a hundred breeder females. Seventy-five are gonna go. Um. And then you may have one year where less go or more go. You can't really control it at the same time. So I think there's a different balance. It fluctuates for and, and it just depends on timing yeah. and everything like that. I think you really have to go that far to realize <laughs> that you, you can't gotta, do it or you yeah. can't do it. <laughs> I don't know because I haven't gotten there. But You can't put the cap on yourself. How many would you say the biggest breeder has? Take a guess. Oh, I have no idea. It's an outrageous number. Like over 10,000 um, probably. So Reptile Industries is going to be the biggest one in okay. Florida. Their farm of course is in Florida. just absolutely huge. And I couldn't even imagine how many snakes, how many farm, turtles. Farm, you how mean many it's like everything. outside? It's a mixture. So a lot of the turtles and tortoises are outside. And then a lot of the colubrids are in rooms and ball pythons and they also breed rats and do all the frozen oh, rats Jesus. for Petco and okay. PetSmart, I think it is. So they do it all. They do it all. So so they have a shit you <laughs> just If you go on YouTube, there is a tour of their facility, and let's, you're on a golf cart. So <laughs> oh, my not God. Small. Jesus. It's fucking really not small. Have they been around forever? I'm Since uh, the 70s. So that's going to be Mark Bell, and why can't I remember his wife's name? Miss um, Bell. <laughs> but yeah, they have. I mean, a, so they've have t- they've had time to grow. They're the biggest breeders in the world, but none of the new people know about them because because they're not. Do they have a Facebook presence? No, not really. And um, hey, Austin. Yeah. Um, Austin knows about it. I bet. What are they called? Reptiles Inc. Reptile Industries. Reptile Industries. Very basic. <laughs> now Didn't have I to want, get creative um, with the name. The Poplin Olive Python. Is that the white lips? No. No. I want a white lips. different. No, no, you don't. I see them you and don't they really look so want. awesome. Yeah, but you don't really want them. Why don't I really want them? Because you don't know how they are. Oh, you're the one they're who every nice. day wants a scrub, and I've heard yeah, how mean scrubs can be. very, very nice looking for Okay, and that's price. how I feel about the white lips. They're very, very nice looking for a price. Yeah, but they they have hairballs. They cough up hairballs. But they don't have hair. They're pretty cage defensive. Wait. Yeah, they, they don't, don't have hair the, from the prey that they eat. I think we probably oh. feed them the wrong thing. <laughs> Couldn't Don't they sell hairless animals that they can eat? I don't know. I don't think anyone's um, really <laughs> went that far. They hear that crack again. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you did the reptile sausages, maybe did frogs and stuff like that. Maybe well, that would help. I mean, uh, but me, it just sounds like a very to me to figure out. It just seems like a very easy fix. If you're coughing up hairballs, don't feed them an animal with hair on it. 
Yeah, yeah. I just want to. There's a few snakes that I have really. If I get a snake, I want, especially a snake that's not like a colubrid that I know mm-hmm. I can breed. I want to be really into it so I could take the time to breed it. If I got a white lip python, I'm like, eh, about white lip pythons, then I'm never going to breed them. They're hard to breed, and I don't give as many fucks <laughs> as I should. So that's why I wouldn't ever get it. So why do you give more fucks about a scrub? Because I really like them for no reason. Okay. Thank I like the look of them. I'm just glad you're like acknowledging everything. that your love of them isn't any more well, that rational goes for any than snake. mine. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if you had but some other But for me, reasons. I have to like actually keep it and do all the things. <laughs> I <And> just <laughs> you can't even handle a baby corn snake, let alone a white lip okay. python. Again, this is not the podcast to shit on me. I acknowledged in my video that it was all a mental thing and it was an irrational fear of the babies and it was purely getting bit. If I had never gotten bit, wouldn't have been scared. Right, also, but I you're, you're going to get bit and you can't really feel it. So we didn't tell everyone what happened when you got the eggs and the babies came out of the eggs. What happened? Okay, well, let's first answer some people. because okay. saying Someone said they ordered a corn snake like an hour ago. Awesome. I think that's always a good deal. And then Thomas said the videos are really bad, not just not looking after the animals but leaving pets to die he's from ireland and he just came across the videos while trying to learn about snakes um have you seen all the videos Mm -hmm. oh i don't know if i want to walk watch excuse me (laughs) um thank you sean (laughs) 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 again you don't even know what happened because you haven't watched the fucking video yet right you just know what happened from me calling calling you and all that stuff so tell them tell them what happened okay well i'll recap my video so uh, bad luck bad luck no i'm saying the bad luck is that the babies came after you left yeah, which I, I wasn't really expecting, but that happened. Pretty shitty. Lo- the two weeks out of the 96 days. <laughs> and yeah. So, uh, what is that? I wake up one day, go in the closet. There's two babies out. Cool. Excite- still excited. Everything. Because leading up to this, I'd been excited. And let me say, I've held way bigger snakes and fucking baby corn snakes and haven't. What are you doing that for? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep on going. Okay, no, that makes it look like you're not agreeing with me or I'm lying. No, I agree. (laughs) Yes, I've definitely held way bigger snakes. Which is why you shouldn't be afraid. Which is why I wasn't afraid in the beginning. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, Mm -hmm. I had zero fears about going into this. I thought it was just going to be like picking up our corn snake babies. I go in there. Most of the time, they're very still. They're like stone almost, which, you know, they're not moving around in their tubs very much. Uh They're, They're usually just chilling. That's what the fuck I was expecting. I blame you because you did not give me the knowledge. But I always enough. say, you know, babies are going to be more. But you didn't really. You didn't really. Ex- how bad it was going to be. These ones were, were particularly pretty bad. But. Um. Okay. So I had the two. I put it right on. Um. <laughs> so I asked about <laughs> podcast beers. We have great podcast beers, by the way. Are they sold anywhere outside of Texas? I don't know. 903 Sasquatch. They're great beers. That's well, what's going but they're, on. We like, I need another one. I'm going to get the lake. We one. like milk stouts. So I feel like that's not good for everyone. But it says yeah, it, it pairs well with smoked meats, chocolate, and mischief. Yeah. So that sounds good. Yeah, we like, which is Lame. weird because I normally like really light clear beers, but I like the chocolatey, milky. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Okay. Sorry. 
That was I'm an gonna aside. get another one while you tell your story. Okay, good. I'll get thirty seconds you of you not shitting you on too? me. No, I've only had like a fourth of mine. Okay. Go. <laughs> um. So I had no fear going into it. I was very excited, all excited for everything. I take him out. I open the tub. I go in to get the first one out. Guess what the fuck happens? I get bit. These snakes, I don't know what about it. it. I don't know if they were in their eggs for so long, and they were just very, very bitey to begin with. So it got bit. It didn't hurt, but it didn't feel good. And I know they had no teeth, but it, it was totally a head thing. I was just nervous. Babe, are you really about to do that? Okay, well, since you shit on me, now I'm going to tell the world you're currently peeing with the door open. They can probably hear you through the mic of you peeing. Okay. <laughs> um, so that it bites me. It doesn't hurt, but it, it didn't feel good. I still felt it after, and it still left an uh, imprint in my head. I guess that's the best thing to say. <laughs> a mental image in my head of that it was going to happen again. And I still didn't like it just because it doesn't hurt. Like, I've been bit by actual babies, human babies before, and it doesn't hurt, but it you don't like it. Um, But I definitely got in my head. Like, let me tell you, it was very irrational. It was crazy. I got in my head so much to the point where I could not put my head, I mean, my hand back in there because I was just scared. Now, I did get this. There was only two that first day. So I got the second one out actually pretty fast because it was just two. But then the second day, there was 15 around. So I wasn't scared just about the one I was picking up that was going to bite me. I was scared I was going to get bit 15 times at once by all the ones that were around it. And then also corn snake babies, like they're either biting or they're like running straight out of the like egg box and going crazy. And escaping. Yeah. So They're really fast. It, yeah, They're it really wasn't small. it wasn't a fear of just one biting me. It was a fear that I reach in to get one and they all freak out and they all bite me. And that would hurt. <laughs> if they all bit me, it, it kind of would hurt, wouldn't it? Um, and yes, they are so fucking wiggly. You told me a little bit, but I wasn't prepared for it. So then if you watch the video, I try a million different things. I try gloves, which People have suggested gloves since the video like the, that the are better. The only way to do it is to man up and put your hand in there. Otherwise, no, like everything else is very difficult. I used the hook. Now, yeah. I struggled. But you need the little small hooks. Yes, that's what it is. We only bit. had have big hooks for the carpets and for all the other stuff. Oh, no. Instagram no, messed up. Okay. Um, so, yes, I struggled with that hook. As people saw in the video, it's me in the bathtub, like, fucking trying to get this little thing on this hook but the hook is what saved me in the end honestly if i didn't have the hook you might have come home and there still might have been babies in that container i don't know if i would have been able to it's so hard to to be like just do it yeah but you suck at fucking motivating you can't say just do it what if i told you just go into my classroom with my fucking 10 million three-year-olds and told you just do do it it. no you wouldn't yeah I no, you it. wouldn't. With yes, all of them crying, crying and screaming crying. and spitting and all snot. Right, so, okay, thank you. So what happened? So what happened is eventually the hook, despite the hours it took, 
worked. I did reach out to Evan since you want to bring that up. Evan is someone who lives in Dallas who keeps snakes and who knows has done that many times. And I reached out to him to do it. Of course, he was out of town. Basically, no one was here to help you. No one was here to help me. Out of the people we know, no one, everyone was out of town. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sean says he just distracts them with one hand while he uses the other to scoop them up from behind. And that would have worked with one. But when there's 15 all on top of mm-hmm. each other, it just didn't work. Also, I have You're a question. Baby. A, yeah. a lot of, is that necessary? Go on. A lot of them. So you know how we had the rectangle Tupperware that had the bedding, and then we had the circular Tupperware that had the, the eggs. The eggs, yes. A lot of the snakes would crawl under the circular Tupperware in between the Tupperware and the bedding. Okay. Is it warmer the, under there? Yeah, I mean, they're just but hiding. They're, but it, just from me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting that they all like to circle um, uh-huh. right under there all together. So I kept having to move the uh, Tupperware everywhere. Yeah. So Sean said that someone's selling an adult on Facebook, but he's scared because he's never been bit before. But most adults, most adults I mean, are super, super, I mean, super calm. They're nothing like the babies. I they're, have no fear of picking up. Our adult. I mean, not even our adults. Or what do you call ours? And then, like the yearlings, can be like a little bit more. They move around a little bit more and a little bit more flighty. But the older they get, they just get really, really mellow. Do you call the the ones we've had now for a couple? What do you call? That would be yearlings. Our snow uh, test or our born, I can't read from here. They were born in like May of last year, so they're over okay. a year. But yeah, those are so calm. Like that yeah. snow is never going to bite. Now still, when I hold it sometimes, you know, it's trying to move not anywhere the speed of the other but ones. But then if you pick up the adults that we have. Yeah. They're totally They're just calm. very, very calm. Yeah. Um. Oh. What? You used the word hesitant when you were talking about it. But didn't he oh, say oh. hesitant? I don't know. He said hesitant. He said I'm kind of hesitant. I was just reusing <laughs> your words. <laughs> Well, I didn't say your last name, so no one will know um, if you're hesitant. But, yeah, I mean, if I'm not scared of an adult, I say you shouldn't be. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous how much calmer they get, even the babies now. Okay, so I took them out, put them in their Tupperware, what, yeah. last Friday? Now, the first time oh, oh, you I said, said scared. scared. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, um, no need for anyone to be scared. But let me say, I took the babies out. That was two, last Friday. You came home Saturday. You took the babies out. Let me tell you, he got bit four times. So my fear was somewhat that justified. One was hanging off my hand. One, right. One even <laughs> stayed. Usually they bite and let go. One yeah. hung off his hand. So I feel somewhat justified in my fear. But it Those never babies hurt. are fucking deep. Four times, who gives a shit? That's not fun. But and then even today, if you go in there, like They're only one or two would bite. And then I do have to say that once it they is... eat and shed and everything, I'm sure like, you know, all but like two of them will be totally cool. Right. It is very interesting how quickly they calm down like already now whether I'm, they're getting used to us or just getting used to being not in an egg, in yeah, in an egg. <laughs> getting used to the outside world but like yeah i will hold some now even though i know they were bitches before i can't stop like looking at him and i shit. know you're he's a little bit obsessed you're constantly <laughs> opening their tupperware constantly yeah. looking at them i don't them. know why i don't know 
Um, question. So yeah. we got obviously some normals, some amels. When people are looking at amel corn snakes, what are they looking for as like the best? Whatever you want. Okay. For me, I I want to just pick out the whitest ones, even though most people are picking out the reddest the reddest ones. Why? What is it? Uh, why do you like the whitest ones? Just cause. Just cause that's what I like. All right. <laughs> okay. So in deciding, I really like some of the normal ones that we hashed out. Well, but it's weird because those, to me, the prettier ones are the darker ones. Yeah. Um. Well, we have one that's really dark that I really like, and then we have one that's really like orange that I really like. A lot of orange mixed with the, a lot of orange mixed with like the gray and black. Okay. I don't know exactly which one I you're really talking like about. That. Um. But. What is it? What does it mean? A, a wider one? Did it just get like more of that amel gene? Um, like how it just means the white around the like spots or the dorsal pattern. So those red blotches. Mm-hmm. I like the border around them to be a thick white, like okay. an okatee. Not just what you're into. Yeah. See, I think I, I don't know. I like the pinks, but I guess that I like the pinks and the reds, but I don't know. Um, Sean said he's had a lot of king snake babies and none of them have been defenses. defensive. Are corns just more defensive than other snakes? I would say that king snakes are usually a little bit more defensive than corn snakes are. I think it's just by the time you get a baby corn snake, it's more chilled out. And same with the king snakes. I think there's just so. there's even a difference between hatched today and hatched five days ago. Like... Ours are much calmer now and def- not I think defensive once, at all. Like they fed them, they cleaned them, so they had to take them out of the enclosure, and then they brought them to a show and everything. Like, like there's a lot of handling and maneuvering in between hatching and being sold. So, so they get much more. They used do to seem it. to be much calmer by the time that they're sold. And who knows how old they are? Don't they? Don't most people tell you when they're born? Yeah. But it depends on where you're getting them from. Not everyone's going to do that. If you're getting them from a larger place, they're probably not going to have hatch dates and stuff like that. Just got too many snakes to just keep too track many of that. Snakes to keep track. But wouldn't like 20 of them all come out on the same day? I mean, to me, it seems not that hard. If it's not like one snake's coming out a day, you're getting them. You have 50 clutches coming out in a day. Okay, so they all get the same date. Right, but you're keeping track of a thousand snakes. Okay, but I don't know. To me, large groups still come out at the same time. But so either way, you're hard. taking out much more time than you would if you just didn't give a fuck, <laughs> right? Okay. Would you think? Would you? Say, it's that though, individual that most, attention that we were talking about. Would you say though that most buyers want to know that? Like they'll ask you, ask you when were these born? Uh, it's not for corn snakes as much. I mean, it's good to ask if you can. I mean, that's why you go to a a personal breeder. That's why you go to a small breeder who can tell you all that stuff. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, if a breeder's doing their due diligence and giving you that stuff, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But don't expect it if you're getting it from Triple L or Reptile by Mac. Because it's just way too big. But I agree. But my <laughs> Reptiles by Mac was also, like, a g- really good experience. That's just so interesting that yeah. there can be both <laughs> sides of it. That, like, y'all can have great, you know the best i mean also it's the amount of shit that they put out there of course people are gonna have bad experiences there's gonna be bigger chances of yeah so that's another thing when people start shitting on people um you can be like was that a one-time experience because they do this every day for their like 
Because if Amazon sends out a hundred pack, like how many mm-hmm. packages well, have we had lost from Amazon? Like, yeah, a- even Amazon fucks up. So yeah. if you're shipping out multiple animals a day, then something's, something's going to go, go wrong. wrong eventually. I don't think you have to drag someone through the mud if it was happenstance or, you know, because they sell more animals gives them more opportunity to fuck up. Definitely. You have but. to be got to give a little bit more benefit of the doubt when they're selling. And then also you see people who just don't do the right thing. Which, yeah. You know, they deserve that it. But <laughs> a lot of the times it's like, well, did you contact the breeder? Well, no, not really. I just well, you got to like you got to tell them that something's wrong so that they can help you and try to fix Cause the a lot situation. of times you see like, you know, a bad guy post or whatever. Saying mm-hmm. this is a bad guy, but they never really got to the breeder themselves to help them rectify the situation. So I think it's just important to have open communication throughout the whole process. Yeah. Um, question. I don't know if, if you can generalize this, but say an average breeder who goes to shows consistently sells online or whatever. Yeah. Well, percentage wise for the average breeder, like most of sales coming from shows versus coming from online. It depends who it is and okay. how much uh, yeah. time I didn't know. Wherever. I didn't know if you could answer But it. the thing is that there's way too many. There's a lot of people who treat this as a hobby. Mm-hmm. So they make hobby money. They do hobby things. <laughs> what is hobby money? I don't know what that meaning means. Meaning like... To me, it's a hobby you're not selling. So it's interesting that hobby well, money even no, exists. In this industry, like everyone wants to pay for their hobby, right? What like do you mean? keeping snakes and breeding snakes. Pay but most for their people, hobby. it's a hobby. Just like another guy works on cars and stuff like that. But luckily with snakes, you may be able to pay for your hobby. So, you know, you can buy food and stuff like that get, with the money you make off of snakes. Get paid for snake. your hobby, not yeah. pay for your hobby. No, pay for your hobby mean the expenses are paid from what you sell. Okay. <laughs> so you can pay for just having fun and buying okay. new snakes and keeping going, but... And then there's also people who treat it as a business, and I think you get more rewarded for treating it as a business than you may make actual money to put back into your, you know, business or hobby. Mm-hmm. So I think it's uh, too many people produce snakes and expect them to sell on their own, but that only happens if you have the best of the best snakes. Mm-hmm. But you also see the people who do go the extra mile and do the marketing and also the customer service, you see that come back to them like tenfold Okay. because there's so many people not doing that. So there's too many people treating it as a hobby instead of, you know, putting their all into it as a business. I mean, but you can't make ever. I mean, it's okay to have those. People no, there. no, that's yeah. perfectly, but that can be, you know, everyone occupies a part of the market, but I'm not trying to be in the market. You know, I'm trying to go extra. Mm-hmm. So that's my plan is to, by having this podcast, by having a YouTube channel, by having an Instagram, that that shows me more of, in a professional light. Not even if I have a thousand snakes to sell, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be professional before I even have snakes to sell because people know that I'm doing my hardest on all those fronts and that people trust me because I'm doing all that stuff. So when we get bigger, yeah, what percentage of your sales would you hope come from reptile shows? Um, I mean, 
I'm just trying it's, to think it's about. It's so hard because it depends on where you live. Okay. I'm just trying to think about like what makes it worth it for someone. Oh, you're talking about. It's it's my chair. <laughs> it's like sorry. Chair. What, did, you, did you think I farted you or were something? The dog. Or the dog? No, it's my. I'm sorry. It's my chair. It's creaking. It's, it's completely. They can hear it. I don't know. Definitely hear that. Shit. Totally oh. lost my train of thought. I feel like so we should how answer many, him. Uh, it depends. I mean. I just don't know, like with corn snakes, you're gonna want a lot of your wholesale. You're gonna have to wholesale a lot. Really, like you don't think there's enough buzz and interest? But I think I could do that. I mean, that's what Walter does. He doesn't have that many clutches. I'm sure he wholesales a lot. Mm-hmm. But he also sells a lot of higher end animals at Walter Smith, pretty right? decent prices. Okay. Yeah. So, and he doesn't have, and he does it all himself. I don't think he has any employees. Wow. Okay. So. I mean, that's um, that's what I want to be. I want to do the best I can be individualized as much as possible while at the same time making, you know, a living or treating it as a business. Does rather. he do any shows? I think he does some, but very, very little. little. I, Maybe I feel very like I don't local. hear about him. Yeah. About I think shows he did or Daytona or at least went to Daytona at that point. He is like everyone in the corn snake community knows him. So he sells out pretty fast. He doesn't even have to do it. Just okay. like Justin Kabelka, mm-hmm. even though he has ball pythons and everyone else at the shows have ball pythons, he doesn't do shows because he doesn't have to because his marketing and just the quality of his animals go beyond. And he was able to just sell them completely online without ever okay. having to put out the cost of going to a show physically. That's what I was just thinking. Like, what point? I think there's like a a period. So there's the side on the top end, like you were saying, where you're Mm -hmm. big enough that you don't need to go to shows, but is there the point where you're not big enough that it doesn't make sense to go to, to spend the cost to go to shows? Is there, it all depends. Some people like just going to shows and it gives you more of a ground level. So, um, a lot of the local shows, you bring your cheaper snakes, Okay, you know, Stuff that you don't expect someone to just come around and pay a thousand dollars. Right, yeah. drop a thousand dollars. So on the you table. may have a local show where you can, you know, drop off some of your two hundred dollar and under snakes, or okay. just show off, get to talk to people in the local area. But, um, yeah. And, but sorry, go. Uh, Sean asked, he's looking for a reputable place for a black pine. Which state are you in? Because black pines um, can't go interstate anymore. Oh. Can Louisiana pines or is that the same thing? Um, yes, it can, unless it's Louisiana or Texas. What? Unless it's where they're inhabited. Okay. Why can black pine black pines not go interstate anymore? Um, because they've been elevated to Are they endangered? a vulnerable species. Yeah. What's the difference between endangered and vulnerable? Um, I think it may be endangered or in threat Babe. of being endangered. <laughs> <Can't> do that. <laughs> I'm not sure what exactly, but it's a... Um, I forget what the actual term is for what they are now. Okay. But basically you can't bring them interstate because so he's in Washington state. I don't know if you said somewhere on the, on the East coast, I'd probably help you out with the black <laughs> Complete <pines. laughs> other different side. Um, Casey Lazic may be in Washington. I don't know if he has black pines. I don't know where he is. I forget. I don't him. know. But you're whispering. Oh, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so just like the Eastern Indigo, but the Eastern Indigo, Indigo, a lot of states you need to have extra even uh, paperwork to go with it. For so what? For what? Just because? Sighty stuff so that you make sure you don't get in trouble. 
What is but CITES? I think the, the black pines are fine as long as you don't ship them across states. CITES is what looks over endangered species all over the world. Okay, gotcha. Um, okay, so back to the show. So yeah. when are you going to try to, like, when do you hope to start going to shows? Or, like, when does it make it worth it? For you to, or do you not have an idea of that yet? I don't know. It would be fun to do a show. It depends how cheap the tables are. But, right, if, you know, if you only have, I don't I, when does it make it worth it when you have snakes that you're selling for over $30? Is that when yeah. it makes it worth, you know, if you're only going. Well, when it makes it worth, I mean, it all depends. I mean, you could just be going to a show just to make your money back, but it's also marketing getting face-to-face with people. There's no real dollar amount. There. There's plenty of times you'll go to a show and then people will see your snakes and you'll get their business later on. So. Okay. Um, I think it's good for Mark, especially I would say that start off with the shows and graduate to the fact that you don't have to do shows anymore. I think that mm-hmm. could be like a rite of passage for everyone. <laughs> is that is I like, don't need to do it anymore. Yeah. When you get so good that you don't have to do shows anymore or you get to a point where you don't feel like you need shows and you can do it all online or put more effort into it. I don't know. I feel like even when we're big, I would want to do shows. They just seem fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I would always do (laughs) them. But at a certain point, maybe after 10 years, you're like, okay, fuck fuck this. this. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe it gets repetitive. So you graduate to graduate to the big leagues. I mean, most of the snake stuff is word of mouth. So especially you find the rare stuff. You're not going to find it at a show. They sell out before. Before anyone even knows right. about it. So it's like you need to be on the in to get some of the rare clutches. Like things like black pines are like that, too, though. I haven't even heard of them. I didn't know they existed. Yeah, it's um, it's another it's similar to Louisiana pines. It's going to be in the Pine Barrens. OK, so it's the same fragmented habitat throughout the southeast. And yeah, so they were elevated to. I oh, guess being sucks. endangered. I don't. I don't remember exactly what it is, but what their status is. But, but it, you can interstate transfer. But so. it's possible that that could change. At no, some not really. Oh, they they okay. won't <laughs> go backwards because they're not going to get better habitat. We're no not going to do anything for yeah, them. Yeah, we're not going to tear down shopping malls <laughs> to put up more pine barrens. So <laughs> I think it will stay like that. They're just trying to protect what they have, even though that shouldn't hold anything on. That shouldn't Dixie, what you doing? That shouldn't make any difference on people who are captively breeding them, but you can never tell, I guess, who's captively breeding, who's not, who's getting it from the wild. They, what that's trying to do is stop people from taking them from the wild. Okay, that makes sense. But that's not necessarily, you know, there's so many people captive breeding that if there was a way to make sure that these animals are captive bred, then of course they should be sold and be able to ship. But there's no anywhere. way to there's no way to make sure of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you can tell once you, you get it. Really once you get it, you can maybe tell. Yeah. But, um, let's see. William Schneider said, what's your least favorite animal? Does he mean snake or animal in general? Cause know. I'm or sure like you have snake that I own or I'm sure you have some least favorite animals. If we're going to do the whole, <laughs> the whole animal kingdom, but you got to not even why don't you like an? i mean it would be what do you mean why don't you like an animal there's so many i don't like like what well i hate all birds so that's that (laughs) yeah it doesn't make any um who likes very few people like like skunks like i like skunks you're cool 
Have you ever seen a like pet skunk? No, because why the fuck would I ever be friends with someone who has a pet skunk? Well, there's pet skunks and they're pretty cool. So I don't know. There's not any animal that I don't like. Spiders, roaches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't but like whatever. Roaches. It's like okay. just let them exist. I don't care. So he's saying, well, he's not saying hurt them. He's yeah. just saying, what's your least favorite? Look that way. Stop looking oh at me. Oh, my God. You're not looking either, so it doesn't matter. Okay, because you keep looking at me. Um. So if you well, had to choose, what's your least favorite? My least favorite animal? I really don't know. That's sad. What's yours? Birds. <laughs> Just all birds. All birds. I hate all birds. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're annoying and loud. Oh, okay. Don't well, answer Instagram's that. gone. It's our Instagram's gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty much birds. Skunks. I mean, all rodents smell pretty bad. I hate I all rodents. I don't like how rodents and smell. And I don't like bugs. So, I, but I don't. There's a lot of animals I clearly don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your least favorite snake? That I own, or in general? In general. I don't know. That's a oh, silly fuck. question. Instagram was not done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, still 40 seconds left of Instagram. I don't know. What do you, uh, I don't even know. That's not a good question. What's the meanest snake? Oh, God. It's all individual. I feel like there's scrubs some general. Okay, mean. now Instagram's over. See, yeah. Of course you <laughs> fucking pick scrubs, and that's the one you want. Pines can be pretty shitty, too. They don't like to be touched. Um, is that kind of but that doesn't take all anything away from me are from louisiana me. pines worse than like black pines or are they just kind of all um they're all pretty bad um some gophers are a little bit better some bull snakes are a little bit better at the end of the day they all have pretty similar instincts okay but um yeah there's not scrubs maybe as far as non-venomous snakes go they're maybe pretty up there on the meanest yeah. So let's I not get many. one. Let's not. There's some decent. There's some good ones out there though. There's okay. some well-behaved ones. We gotta as find well, that though. one. We're like we have a water python. Those are pretty terrible. I feel like but yours ours isn't is that. Pretty good. Yeah, yours isn't that terrible at all. Yeah. So it all depends. So we just gotta do what some research on finding good. There's like a thousand. So many rat snakes that are. Are mean. Defensive. Yeah, like Texas rat snakes. But I feel like so many people have them. Like, I feel like I see rat snakes everywhere. Yeah. Well, so they of course can't snakes are rat snakes, technically. Okay. So, so they can't be that bad. If no, like they're a not. Millions but of it's like, because you're not going to die, it's a little rat snake. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so I guess you can't just say mean, because yeah. if you're mean and you're this big, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you have to be mean and big to really make an impression. Yeah. So Sean mentioned black racers. And they're usually, all the racers seem to be very obviously flighty. They're called racers. And then also seem to be a little bit defensive. If you look up, who is that? The Refty Girl or whatever on Instagram. She, mm-hmm. Who has all the racers. They're really cool. Are but, those those green but you skinny also ones? See, all the green ones she has are those racers? She has no? a whole bunch of different vine? ones. Yeah, yeah, she posts like vine snakes mm-hmm. as well. But um, you'll see that every hand that she has up with the... Racer also has bite marks on it, so. Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> she, <laughs> no, thank you. So, uh, you know, it comes out of, uh, there's so many cool looking snakes that, I mean, it all depends on what you're looking for. For me, I'm not looking for a friend, really. So, it doesn't matter to me that for, the snake's not But you're not, not looking friendly. for an enemy, either. 
Yeah, but I don't care if I really like the animal. It doesn't matter, really, its demeanor. Uh, it so matters that to would me. Be, <laughs> right, but that's why you... Yeah, that... That's why I didn't have you mess with the more defensive snakes yeah, but that one much day, while <laughs> One day I'm going to be doing right, it. Right, but... See, he has three racers, <laughs> but they just happen to be nicer. But overall, there's also the racer species that cover the whole entire country. So there's definitely, and I've never had one, so I can't speak. Right, we just for sure. I'm just talking about like in the wild or okay from what I've seen. Yeah, um, someone from but five sure there's, there's five star ones. reptiles is watching. Thank you for watching. Um, also, Sean said he wants all the black ones, just all black snakes. <laughs> There's so like the more and more you look at snakes, the more snakes there are. What? Meaning like, <laughs> well, it's obviously you said black pines, black milks, but people don't even know that those even exist. Can you name 10 black snakes? I got one Mexican black king snake. Okay. Eastern indigo. Texas indigo. Um, black racer. That finger doesn't work well. Black milks, but black milks start off looking like regular milk snakes and then turn black. Okay, it counts. It counts. Um, One more. And they, they have to be totally black? Yes. They have to be totally black. Oh, there's definitely some colubrid species in in the Asian countries that are all black. Like cor a think. black corn snake? No, no, oh. no. Oh, what do you mean God. by colubrids? Like, oh, I want to say you there's like puffing snakes that are all black, but I'm not sure. No, I don't know. Sean said black know. rat. Did you say that already? No. Oh, yeah. Black rat snakes. Three more. Um, there's some localities of eastern hognose that are all black. Really? There's melanistic eastern hognose. Never really seen cool. a one like that. Um, Two more. But, I mean, does that count? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck to feel about that comment. Uh, Bolins, do those count? Those aren't all black. No, I've seen those. Those, those don't count. <laughs> Come on, two uh, more. I'm going to seem so stupid that I don't know. Any I mean, more eight's black pretty snakes. good. Right. I just can't think of There's plenty of black snakes. There's a bunch of garter snakes that are almost all black. Water snakes, almost oh, all black. He's a, yeah. Yeah, water snake. But they're not exactly. I don't know if it can count. Okay, well, one more. We'll just one throw more. it in there. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't fully there's count. There's definitely fucking more of them. I'm just not. Oh, like there's some African house snakes what that are black. Okay. Do I've never. Do people shit. have there's those? Elephant trunk snakes. Do people have those a lot? African house snakes? Um, like I don't see that. In South Africa. Maybe. <laughs> so not the African here countries. at all. Some, uh, a bunch of people breed them here, actually. Awesome. What did I just drop? Mic chart, my case. Yeah. But um, okay, well, don't, that's still pretty good. more snakes. That's going to make me crazy. Well, you can go look it up later. Yeah. Out of like 3,000 of them, a bunch are black. Okay, now William said he got his racers in the wild in Michigan. They're, I, wouldn't, I don't know why I wouldn't think they'd be all over Michigan. Mm -hmm. What kind of temperatures do they like? Michigan's oh, no, cold. Keep them in captivity. I mean, like Michigan's they, cold. Yeah, but there's snakes in cold places. Okay. What do yes, they do? Yes, they yes. they brumate during the winter. Black mamba. Black mamba. Yeah, but they're not black. They're really gray. Just their mouth is black. So 
So it doesn't count. If we're yeah, if we're and just then gonna... the the ball pythons don't count. But why that's, don't, why that's don't they black. count? Because that's not a black. That's a mutation. Okay, the snake itself. Because if that counts, a, then a lot then of other things gotta it. count, right? Yeah. What other kind of interesting? I don't know, but it's been an hour. So been an hour. I feel like we had more to tell. We, I mean, we talked about the babies. Yeah. Um. So a lot of them is shed, have shed. You're gonna wait to feed them till they're probably all shed. Mm-hmm. Um. Turns out I forgot one baby. Should we talk, to talk oh, about yeah. that? <laughs> um. I did this. I took them all out last Friday, and then Joe goes to throw away the eggs because I just left them there. And there was a baby in there that had shed and everything. You did not see an egg I that was obviously full. It, I'm gonna t- say it's on. It was on the bottom. I have no idea where it was. Well, I thought I always counted twenty eggs, but we actually had twenty-one, right? Yeah, we had twenty-one. One died, or yeah. one didn't make it. So yeah, so that that one that you cut open was like all. It seemed alive, but it wasn't developed. So it was like all kinked up and all flat types of and weird, weird stuff. Weird, weird. Things didn't develop, but um. Oh, so here's yeah. a good question because you reminded me of another question. Yeah. Do you like geckos? Um, I don't dislike geckos. I like. I have had crested geckos. It's just a lot easier to. I feel like I said geckos weird that time, but I, I've had <laughs> crested geckos. But it comes down to like I would much rather have snakes. To where I can feed snakes once a week and clean them once a week. To where the crested geckos, um, it's going to be more maintenance more often as well as feeding and then misting and then cleaning. That's what I was so about to ask. all lizards are more day-to-day in comparison to snakes. Do you feel like most people who like want to get big in the snake world eventually branch out to other reptiles? Or do you feel like a majority st- stay just snakes? Um, I feel like once individual. you get the itch for it, I feel like I don't know. I feel like a lot of them expand to other. But I'm trying reptiles. to think of the most successful people have done like there's some very successful breeders out there that I stick so closely to what they do. So it's like Justin Kabelka has almost nothing other than ball pythons, right? Okay. So a laser focus on ball pythons, mm-hmm. even though he has some other stuff, but he doesn't really sell it or market it much um and then there's people on the wholesale level who have everything okay there's brian barchek who has everything mm-hmm. right um so you can do it two different did ways. brian start out just snakes and then expand to yeah um okay and i think that just noticed that there was an opening in the market for leopard geckos on the wholesale level like like Pet stores can't get enough of leopard geckos and corn snakes. So okay. that's why a lot of people have chosen those as building blocks of their companies or their businesses on the wholesale level because there's just such a demand and pet stores can't get enough of them. Right. So you see that and you're like, why not? So you're like, yeah, of course I'm going to do that. But um, so but asked, you can also just go really deep into sorry. your one thing. So and ask, what about monitors? Yes or no? I guess that's me. What do you think about them? Would you ever keep them? Um, very. I think in order to do it right, as far as monitors go, you got to go real deep and you got to only keep monitors or have the means to go really in depth. I mean, you just have to dedicate a lot to it. Yeah. As far as not even just daily upkeep. I mean, if you're doing a bio setup and stuff like that for a Savannah monitor, 
you still need a lot of burrowing room, a lot of cage space, mm-hmm. and then a, a really, really vibrant heat source as well as UVB and all that shit. Okay, just so, in order so to much do more it right, shit than... <laughs> it's so much harder than just having a snake. Do you think most people do it wrong because of that? Or um, Yeah, because Savannah monitors are sold for like 35 bucks at every show. Whoa. So it's like people just put them in a That's tank. Way they don't cheaper realize than I that thought. they're going to get so big. And then also they don't know, they just don't know anything about caring for them. So mm. yeah, there's a lot more effort to put into a monitor a hundred million times over than a snake. Than a snake. Wow. Each snake is for the most part can go in a bin. What do monitors to. eat? Um, so varied diets. I don't know enough mm-hmm. to say it all, but you're going to have a mix of meat and veggies. Oh, okay. So yeah, so even I that's think savannas more are much more carnivorous than, say, a tegu is going to have more of a mix of veggies and meat, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So either way, it's a lot more <laughs> work than just giving it a rat. And I mean, you, you can give a lot of lizards just rodents and stuff like that, but from what I hear, it's not beneficial to them. It's not, really? Why not? how you should do it um, because in the wild, they're just not going to be eating all the same thing all the time. Just eating what they can get. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, William asked, what was your first snake? My first snake was a corn snake. Tony? No, I had snakes before Tony. Oh, okay. So in like first grade, I got a corn snake. First grade? Oh, jeez. Yeah, I brought a corn snake in for um, show, show and tell, tell in Did first it grade. escape? No. And it was a little baby normal. And then I, before that, I actually had an AML. Okay. So. In kindergarten? Yeah, so I mean that was probably kindergarten or something like that, and then once that snake got older, he actually escaped. (laughs) Of course. And then um, we found him in our backyard like a year later. What? He went from being like two feet to like four feet, and he was a full-grown adult. It's interesting. He didn't go that far. No, because he was living in the house the whole time. It was way too cold out there. So in the summer, he he would go outside in the backyard. Wow, I don't know. I feel like if you're going to escape, go far. <laughs> but it's just too cold, so you're uh-huh. going to stay inside. Um, so he has a Nile monitor. What are those like? Uh, watch all your fingers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> be safe. Uh, so Sean said a lot of people feed them Reptilinx. Yeah, like Tegus, I know they make specifically Reptilinx for Tegus. Okay. But that's also a cost. Because then they can get the mixture of all whatever they, they need in the one thing. They just mix the veggies, fruits, and the meat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely makes, makes it a it lot easier. easier but, but they're expensive. Yeah. I mean, either way, you know, the enclosure needs to be so much more intense. Yeah. Lizards are just so much smarter than snakes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What does just, it have to do with enclosures? What? I don't, well, I they don't, just I didn't need see your much jump more. There. <laughs> Being smarter and... Snakes just sit there and do their thing. Lizards seem to let their instincts take hold more so. Like like the savannas will all burrow very well and stuff like that. I'm sure a snake would if you put them in there. But Your hognose burrows? Yeah. We just tend to get, I, I guess I, for whatever reason, like lizards get obese and shit like that. If you Doesn't sound very smart. What do you mean? Well, no. <laughs> like you just If said, you don't give them the proper enclosure. They're smarter. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is they get obese if they're not given the, the right ability amount of to, stuff to walk move around, around okay. and burrow and stuff like that. And you always see these fat savanna monitors 
that's always a thing. They're always way, way, way too fat and really, really sluggish. And that's not, they're pretty lean animals in the wild. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty active also. So it's like. You have to have that space to give them. To give them in order for them to, you know, expend calories because they want to eat all the time. So you need to expend calories so they don't get fat. Snakes are much different. You could control their whole body by. Doesn't mean you don't see a fat snake, but. (laughs) No, yeah, but you're controlling that by feeding them way, way, way too much. I don't think people realize how to feed. You're told once a week, but that's so general for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like, I could tell you that maybe for corn snakes, but also, like, I'm going to feed them different times throughout the year. Like, I'm going to feed them at different rates throughout the year. I'm going to feed them at different rates from when they're a hatchling to an adult. But if if you're just getting a pet, then (laughs) you tell them maybe once a week. But then once it gets to an adult, maybe you want to do it every two or three weeks. Okay. Because they're slowing down Mm -hmm. and they're not growing as fast anymore. But but you just can't load that on someone. It's hard to (laughs) explain that to everyone. To give all that right away. Yeah. And then... um, so, yeah, then be like, for hashling, do it every two to three days. No one's going to do that either. No, so no they're not going to keep up gonna with that. They're going to do well just doing once once a week. They're going to do fine. But for me, I want to get them started quickly. So that's a good way to do it is to feed more often just to make sure that they're feeding well. And uh, that Sean says size. lizards seem to be more active and eat a lot. Do they eat more than snakes? Yeah. Oh. I mean, you'll have snakes eat once a week and lizards, most species, either daily or every couple days. Like humans. Yeah. Well, not well, a couple no, days, not really. but the daily thing. They're still slower than <laughs> humans by far, but. <laughs> but closer. Definitely more than snakes. Definitely more okay. than once a week. It's your smart comment still has <laughs> me thinking that you said they're just. Well, they're so just more intelligent. They're more reactive to you in their environment and stuff like yeah. that. Um, someone so they would rather forage for food. Um, so. Okay. Sean said <laughs> need UVB and you have to worry about compaction. What is compact? What is that? Compaction is, especially for leopard geckos and stuff like that, they seem to eat sand and the sand gets compacted in there, then they can die. I don't know much about it or compaction in the mouth to where they strike something and get something stuck in their mouth. So do you not want to keep a lot of sand in there? Like, how do you fight that? Yeah, usually just don't mess around with sand in the leopard gecko enclosure. Some people do it and it's fine, but... If you want to just totally avoid it, that's probably best. So what kind of bedding or what do they do for leopard geckos? Is there any bedding? No. Paper towels. Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure what everyone does these days. Is that what didn't you say you had it or you had crested geckos? I had crested geckos. Crested geckos. Are they very different? Keeping? Yes. Very, very, okay. very different. So crested geckos are room temperature, so you need to do pretty much nothing. Um, okay. William <laughs> said his birthday's in four days. Should he get a leopard gecko? You should get whatever you want. That is always your fucking answer. <laughs> whatever, to no, whatever you um, sp- if you spent the time to figure out how to take care of a leopard gecko, and you think you're ready to take care of a leopard gecko, then do it. Okay. Just feed them mealworms. Ew. Every Ugh, few days. Gross. Or I'm not sure exactly. How <laughs> um, I got some ice. <laughs> That's funny to say. <laughs> he asked, "What are some breeding projects you want to get into?" Oh, I can name that. What? Okay. First, palmettos. Well, we're ready into it. Okay. Um. Next year, we're going to breed, what did you say, snow hog nose? Yeah. 
which I've never even seen. So I'm excited for and that. I kind of just want more hog nose now. No, I've been really babe, enjoying no. Them. Why do you enjoy them? They're terrible. Yeah, I like Yours them. Are so, if you find some not mean ones, there's, not annoying ones. Most of them are not mean. It's just yours. Yeah. Okay, so uh, palmettos, snow hog nose. What else? I want lavender hog nose. Ugh, even well, fucking no, I lavender. Want, I want to get hypo uh, bears, rat snakes. Don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> or just bears, rat snakes in general. What's special about also, bears? I mean, it's just it's someone's just name. a different rat snake. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's and so they're just very red and oh, they're really I cool looking. You would have to look. The hypo ones are like this bright Oops. yellowish reddish color. Um, I hope we also. I mean, we've talked about it. Get into some more king snakes. Some uh, some California some kings. kings, yeah. There. Oh, I'm gonna some show you someone on Instagram have. today. There was one I really really liked. So I, I would love to get also Transpicos rat snakes. Um, yeah, that is the blonde Xanthix, I think it is that are fucking outrageous. Um, I'm Whoa, gonna show I'm you. I'm sorry, I can't thing. handle this Kevin Smith person. Yeah, he's saying some real Whoa. crazy shit. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Kill pregnant bitches. Eat your children. Loot a man's home, kill his children, rape his wife, wake up zombies. Excellent. I thought he was like joking, but he's bringing <laughs> out like I Bible. Ver- I don't know the Bible at all, but he's qu- he's quoting <laughs> some real shit. So I'm like, Revelation, Jesus will destroy us. Is that really what Revelation eleven eighteen says? Do you yeah, know the Bible? Exactly, man. Are you joking? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Dude. You know the Bible more than me. What? <laughs> <laughs> your mom made you do bible <laughs> shit growing up uh, i don't I know <laughs> i can't tell you mm, yeah. i can't tell you probably three Here's things the about the bible blonde transpicos blonde okay show the world <laughs> oh world oh, dude you're not that's gonna be a able terrible to see picture. it <laughs> and there's no like focusing there's no focusing <laughs> that's God terrible okay <laughs> but they're fucking awesome right don't you like that no it just looks great to me yeah, that's why it's cool, because snakes aren't usually gray. There, there you, go. you go. But anneries are gray. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that's true, but it's a Picos, trans-picos rat snake. And then um, the Baird's rat snakes. Sean says you should get into black milks. I would like black milks. I knew someone who produced them. Um, I mean, it's just not. The milk snakes tend to get more specialized than what I have right now. So, oh, I'm How so? More to where they seem to have more feeding problems than mm. do regular rat snakes and corn snakes. So I kind of want to build up to that point. If I have, if I get all the snakes that I want first, I mean, it's something. So this is a bear rat snake. So they can get. Oh, I like this one. They can get very like purple one. and I like red. The red one. Okay, so show the world. this <laughs> is just like the natural snake can get very purple and very red. So I really like that. And um, yeah, so they come from anywhere from like yellow to red. And then there's a hypo that's yeah, pretty like much that like very, very bright yellow. Is it who's selling them? Who sells bear rat snakes? Um, a bunch of random people. So that's kind of like I was saying before, like if you're into that, then mm-hmm. you got to look into that and then find out who, who also would do is it. into that. Well, that's like Sean's really trying to find, you know, someone right. for what he's but into. The, the people for what we're into. So like pines or different colubrids. It's like some older dude who's had him forever, you know. Okay, you gotta go. He's like, and he doesn't him. have Facebook. Right, you have to go like search that. him out and yeah. he uses email. He probably still has an AOL. Yeah, you email. gotta <laughs> cash on. You gotta Broad send him band. a check in the mail, son. <laughs> oh my god, he doesn't. Delta do, dash he doesn't do house. PayPal. Yeah. <laughs> he can- <laughs> 
send him a money order. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, these are we care about some snakes that no one younger cares about just because everyone puts all the attention to a different ball snake. pythons. But every time I highlight a snake on Instagram and stuff, people are pumped about it. So it's like, right. That's the thing. It's just because no one's putting it out there. But once it's you show them, there's cool awesome. ones. Right. So I'm saying you can sell anything because they're awesome. Yeah. Just no one's letting people know, <laughs> know how about awesome it. they are. And they're better snakes than some of these ball pythons. So like, Baird's rat snakes are like perfect captive snakes and they can come in but purple people just don't and red know about naturally. Them. They don't even need mutations to come in purple and red. So it's like, and, and they're very, very docile. Um, almost a hundred percent of the babies eat the first time. Oh fuck. That's awesome. So that's amazing. Like, put your, um, so that's why I think like how much time do I have to put into it? Like I want my project. So why I would get bears, rat snakes before I get black milks is because a, I like the final result better because mm-hmm. the black milk snake is just a Mexican black king snake. It just doesn't start out black. Okay. But obviously not the same thing. They would d- still be cool. D- right, right. Right. But, but like the I bears. take in the account that they're going to be a little bit more stubborn feeders in comparison to these bears, rat snakes who come naturally in so many different colors and, Right. Awesome. And you don't see many purple, purple snakes. Like this lavender bullshit. I'm so tired of people putting lavender on it because they're not lavender 90% of the time. That's bullshit. Look up what the fuck lavender lavender. looks like. It doesn't look It's also, you're not taking into account that some of the forms are different from when they're born to when they're they're adults. adults, So a lot of corn snakes turn into much, much different colors than they are. But those bear drag snakes, you just, that was like legit. They start out gray, though. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh, why I think mind. people, you're not putting them. That's what sucks. If you put them on a reptile table, be like, I'm going to have to bring adults. Be like, this is what they'll this look like. This is what like. they will look like. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Take a chance, you fucks. Um, okay. couple things. Red Max player, congrats on your baby corns. Um, William asks you, babe, what have you ever had issues with breeding any of your snakes? Yeah, once you start breeding, there's always, there's always been This year, we had our girl who bred. She prolapsed after and just yeah. got so fucked up. I mean, she's still alive, but there was lots of issues and out of our control. Like, just it just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, he also also asked you, would you ever get a Burmese python? No, just because I know I'm not set up They're to so properly big. take care of them. So just so big. It would take too much of my effort to make my life work for that. I mean, it's just it's better off left to someone, someone who's, who's doing that exclusively. Who's more it's dedicated not to that? Really me, yeah. Sean said, "Black milk sell out fast, so you have yeah. to be on a you have to be on a list. It's that intense." There's some there's some old school guys that I could probably <laughs> charm can, charm your way. To no, them. no, you just gotta know who to ask <laughs> because they're literally dudes who don't have Facebooks and shit like that. But imagine he said being on a list for a year. Fuck that. I want to wait. That's bullshit. Well, no, but that's what you got to do to get some there, of those. Is it just because there's the demand is greater than supply? Yeah. Just that much? But you think if there's a high demand, they'd produce more. That doesn't make sense to me. Right, but only a certain amount of people care. Maybe that's right where everyone wants it to be. I guess. I, I mean, I'm just not going to wait for a year for a snake. And maybe they're a little bit too difficult for people to breed that people don't want to take the time to get into them that much. I don't think they're that hard to breed, but... Yeah. I don't know. I've never tried. Um, I've never really looked into it, although they're cool. I got some ice. Said, what's the best hognose breeding morphs? Um, what I really like is looking to like the Arctics and the Lavenders. 
So the lavender is going to be like a really light purple color, like a fucking lavender color. Mm, you know what They're I mean? not lavender. Don't believe And then you. Arctic, which is going to be like a very icy gray, slate gray looking animal. It's really cool. I feel like for the most part, people's hog nose are normals or albinos. Like I feel like that's for most people the extent. I mean, at least with albino. the most albino hog noses. There's, um, I feel like the most of what I see are those two and right. I very rarely just like see everything else though well because no. those are lower end so these arctic and lavender they're like thousand dollars holy over fuck thousand dollars so okay never mind albino <laughs> anaconda those are going to be the ones and and your exanthics are going to be which are the ones who are in the lower echelon so but they're still like super conda exanthics that are super fucking cool. And you just use so many big words. So, that so I anaconda don't know. <laughs> is on a hog nose. It's just like circles going down the back okay. on the dorsal. And then the super anaconda is a patterned head and then patternless the rest of the snake. Whoa. So, like, you do um, okay, albino in that, and then it would be really, really cool. Okay. So, while you pull that up, um, Red Max player says he got three albinos and seven normals. I don't know what we got. Do you? Do we know the numbers? I don't remember. Uh, it's pretty much half, half and half. half Does maybe? it usually come out half and half? Half um, albinos, half normal. I mean, it's a crapshoot. I mean, you're playing with odds. Russian roulette, a little bit. Yeah. Um, and Sean said instead of females like king snakes, black milk, black milk. Okay, can't read. Black milk males get bigger. Oh. Is that the only one where that happens? Uh, no. A lot of the North American colubrids, the males actually get bigger. Really? Which in pythons, it's usually the opposite. In your hog noses, that is the biggest discrepancy oh, in yeah. male-female that I've ever seen. Like, yeah, if you've never had an adult <laughs> female hog nose and a male. Like your female can so eat tiny. your male. Yeah. Like insane difference in size. Like, like ball pythons is pretty can be pretty extreme. But, like, hognose is almost a different level. I mean, just you'd think it was born, like, way, way further. So, um, like, there's a... What is that again? And a super... Oh, condo. I hate their heads. I just don't like hognoses. Oh, oh no. It's not going to work for you. But... um, Okay, so Red Max player said, what is the best baby corn snake food? Pinkies? Yes, pinkies. But I learned today that there's different sizes of pinkies. So you want to get <laughs> the small pinkies. Is it just small, medium, large, babe, for pinkies? Yeah. Well, so, there's there's no, no medium. It's usually. not going to work. Oh, there's just small and large? Yeah. Baby, that's nothing. That's, so it's like, not going to work. But they're cool. Super condos. Um, He said, should you use the sausage? to so the reptilings. What about reptilings for uh, hatchling corn snakes? I feel like they're um, too big. No, just use the pinkies. Don't overthink it with corn snakes. I mean, with hognose, if they're not if they're not eating, then go the extra mile. But um. Really, the ideal thing to do is to go for a nulls if your corn snake's not eating. So um, they don't currently have a null sausages from what I know of. The, they did come out with a lizard scent. So that would be cool to use trying to get your babies going. But um, like I have a corn snake who only eats a nulls. So you want to go to a nulls because the sausages don't have any other option that's going to make your corn snake eat into, you know, they're going to eat a pinky before they eat a sausage. So. If they don't eat a pinky, then you're going to want to scent your pinky with a nose. If they don't eat the anole, the pinky, scent it with a nose and just put an anole in there, and they'll probably eat the anole and then try to get it off of a nose from there. So Eventually. Yeah. So, I mean, I would try the scenting. Um, they just came out with a lizard scent at Reptilinks, so that's what I'm going to try. 
I need okay. to make sure I get a bottle of that to make sure. So that just we like get a spray, or um, it's like in a, a little eye dropper. dropper. Okay, yeah. and you just drop the. So like, and then also for the hog nose, what I do is my male doesn't eat unless I tuna dip. scent. Yep, unless I dip the pinky in tuna, cover it in tuna juice, then he'll eat. Um, the female eats with nothing, but he needs tuna juice on it, so. Maybe that's why he's so much fucking smaller. And sometimes people <laughs> use tuna juice to get the corn snake started as well. So okay. it's a little trick that goes across the board. But um, I have a feeling ours were so fucking bitey that they're going to eat anything. I don't know. It's they either were like sometimes, so uh, sometimes babies that are really aggressive eat really, really great for the most part. But some of them never get out of like the super aggressive mode and okay. never go to feed mode. So they're just biting the whole entire just time. But don't eat. Yeah. So wow. it, it can, it's usually a good sign, but some of them are just too crazy. To <laughs> I think some of them are their crazy. Own way. So um, we got to ask, what's the best reptile to start breeding? Corn snakes. You're just going to say corn snakes. Or ball pythons. I mean, ball pythons are super easy to breed as long as you don't mind uh, all the seasonal BS with males just going off feed, females stuff. going off feed. It, yeah. I mean, corn snakes, you can, you can get them down to a science pretty easily just mm-hmm. by paying attention and by manipulating the environment okay. to a certain degree. So I think it's a lot easier to make sure that you're doing corn snakes right than worry about ball pythons. And but I mean, if you already have, right, if you already have the ball, but you know, yeah. if you're already taking care of the ball pythons and everything already, then the easiest you might as well just to go breed, breed is the ones that you can keep for three years. While they get to <laughs> While size. they get bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Red Max player got a pie bald python. I love anything pied. I think. Yeah, I love. I like pie bald ball pythons. Like even though we don't keep any ball pythons, I so really many like banana pies at the pies. show. Yes. This week. Yeah. Um, he says, "What is S A Zoo? I don't know what that is. San Antonio." Maybe are the original black milks in the hobby collected by George Van Horn in the eighties and propagated by the San Antonio Zoo. Um, oh, his adults were produced by the very first. That's, That's awesome. Really cool. Um, the line turns pretty much solid black and gets huge. The Mountain of Death line. Whoa, that's an <laughs> intense <laughs> name. <laughs> Brought in by Jeff Hardwick a few years back in Costa Rica. Huh. Brought I didn't in know Jeff Hardwick had anything. I have a question. Oh, Brought wait. in legally by him from Costa Rica? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Sure. You can bring them in, them in legally. For a second, I thought it was uh, Jeff Hardwig who breeds olive pythons, but I don't th- I think it's a different person. <laughs> Very similar names. Yeah. Uh, was the solar eclipse? Oh, the solar eclipse was kind of disappointing. He didn't even do. Some. No, he didn't. He didn't have. You didn't have the glasses. And did you even attempt to go outside? No, I was at work, so I saw him when we had the glasses. I mean, it was cool, but I think if we had been in a place like Nashville or like Oregon, where it was the the full uh, solar Ryan, eclipse, Ryan went up to Mount Hood. Oh, I saw that. Did he? Oregon. Did they, they bring glasses? Down. He said it got almost completely dark up there. See, that's like the thing. Everyone, degrees. everyone here was expecting it to get dark. No, it got like cl- it got darker. It got a little it, bit not light, right? As much. And it <laughs> drops from a hundred degrees to eighty nine, like maybe. No. It, no, we had a little thermometer at work. Really? It was uh, not thermometer because yeah, it, it was the sun. Was I mean, it was still so hot. It, it was eighty nine. It, it, I think it got to eighty nine degrees. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't dark. But it was a cool. I mean, it was cool, but it was like 30 seconds of cool. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm, uh-huh. I'm over this. 
Um, okay, Sean's doing a lot. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't I'm gonna read all that. Um, remind me if I don't. Just message me. I think I know a guy who breeds black milks that I can give you a number for, or okay. a message you Facebook. on what, Instagram. Yeah, or at least say on Facebook this is a person where you can check it out. But um, yeah, Sean, message us. <laughs> um, I said, thinking and they're completely black. Thinking about starting to worry starts. To, what? I don't know what he's saying. Um, snakes as adults are a nice bicolored red and black. Now I'm thinking to buy another piebald or an olive. I feel like olives are way different than a yeah. That's pie. um, that's a big jump. If you're gonna do <laughs> That's that. a very big difference. Yeah, I mean, I would start off with some different Australian pythons. Maybe start with like Antaresia or something like that before you go to olive pythons. Yeah. Olive pythons are just bigger and they could be a handful if you don't. Depending on who you if get. If you don't put the work <laughs> in or you don't get the right animal. Right. Um, your first time having an, a defensive snake, Should not having be it an be an python. olive python would be a bad choice. But they're easy to keep. But not necessarily easy to tame down. I mean, even for mine, the first six months or so was an experience where I didn't come out not getting bit. <laughs> That's a double negative. Yeah, exactly. That means I got bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, I would say it's best to start in a smaller species, maybe, you know, different Australian python, Antaresia, which are going to be your pygmy pythons. Okay. You may be able to get a, sa- a similar temperament in a snake that won't get 10 feet, you know, so it's yeah. a lot easier to They're handle big. a like corn snake sized python, which is cool to have a corn snake sized python anyway, because it's, it's like a, good size. <laughs> a very, very small species of python, yeah. but they're really cool. But um, yeah. And then it's like, what's smaller than an olive that's in the same genus that is pretty similar? It's like a water python, which you don't want to do that. For your second snake either. <laughs> no, you definitely don't want to do snake. that either. So, um, yeah, I would go with something else. You got to read maybe. the question. <laughs> you can't. Are you, oh, are you moving on to the next question? Or no, you say, no, oh, oh. I thought you were reading the next question and saying, yeah, to that one. The next question, do you think you could breed uh, racers? Probably, but I always find that the North American... Um, some of the snakes that aren't kept a lot are that way because it takes a lot to get them going. So I don't know if the racers are hard to get on rodents since they probably eat a lot of amphibians as well as frogs and stuff Mm -hmm. in the wild. So I bet those would be some interesting babies. Yeah. I mean, I just never really thought about it. So I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure maybe they're great to keep. I don't really know, but. Or or do you, you don't know how easy or hard they are to breed? No, um, I've just never really looked into it. I'm more into other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's almost eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> People have been asking great questions. Yeah. Thank seriously. y'all all. Uh, all right. What? Okay, I don't understand your last comment. I got yeah. some ice. You're talking about a story time. I don't. A day uh, where you tell a story. What kind of story? I don't know what he's talking about. I'm not start story time. I didn't know so many people were interested in racers or anyone was interested in racers. There's a world uh, out there for everything. Sometimes when things are found in your local area, you either like don't give any shits about or them. Or you're really or, into them. Yeah. Because it seems like there's more colubrid breeders down in Texas where you can get in West Texas, get a lot of different kink snakes. 
So. Yeah. Okay. But in comparison to the Northeast, mostly ball pythons. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you guys so much for watching, listening, everything. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can download this on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, <laughs> wherever the hell you get podcasts. Um, also, yes, uh, William, we do these. Well, every week. He was gone for two weeks, so that's why we didn't have him. Uh-huh. And this is the time because I have class Tuesday night. So Monday nights at 6, we will do a live podcast every Monday night at six um yep. uh check us out on instagram please follow us on instagram port city pythons port, everywhere port city pythons everywhere watch the videos every video from now on will be him i'm not making any more <laughs> so you don't have to watch my terrible <laughs> snake keeping shit <laughs> now that he's back it's yeah. all gonna be him um okay yes we'll be Next week here at 6. Next week, so it's going to be Mondays now from now on. Also, of course, when we're saying goodbye, we have like three more people start watching. But sorry, we've been doing this for almost two hours. (laughs) Like, I need to eat. We will Um, talk to everyone later. Thank you guys so much for watching. Yes, if you have specific questions, message us anywhere. Port Seed Pythons. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.